Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Linsanity Podcast, part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. And uh, for those that want to hop in, check the podcast out. Uh, we have plenty of Linsanities coming out, uh, the BSF that just got put out uh, this evening. So please, uh, please check them out. We appreciate the ratings, appreciate the views. And uh, I'm excited about uh, this week. Uh, Bryce not going to be with us, but uh, we do got Devin Voss on this week. Uh, called him up out of the pen. Uh, he was willing to give me a couple innings, uh, you know, on October baseball, October baseball reference here. And, uh, you know, Devin, I'll be honest, when, when I'm looking at the, I was kind of worried uh, that you weren't going to come uh, just because of kind of what the Panthers have shown over the last five weeks. I was afraid you were going to be in some major, major trouble. And uh, I just want you to know this is a safe space today. This is a safe space to get your tension off all the Panthers uh, right now and to start the season. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. Um, it's it's been a rough going, that's for sure. Um, I feel like you know, out of all of our rookie quarterbacks out there, um, we're the ones that you know have to deal with a actual you know rookie quarterback that's on Earth, not someone that's like way up here, way above. Yeah, yeah, um, way above. He's on earth. He's, he's learning on the, on the move. Um, it's going to take some time, but I'm, I'm still hopeful. Uh, it's rough. Um, he's so, but he's, he's, I mean, I don't know what to blame it on. I mean, I guess uh, we'll, we'll talk a little, we will not be talking much of the game, but I do kind of want to get your thoughts on some of what's been going on over there. I mean, like, I mean, what you think Frank Reich didn't want this guy. You think Tepper's just forcing in and forcing in here, just being like, Hey, like, you're picking this guy or else like that's the rumors um whether to believe it or not there's no way to tell i know there's videos circulating right now frank reich um happily videoing uh cj stroud but there's also a video of them doing the same thing for bryce young um i you know this is just i, I think i've mentioned it maybe it was just on twitter this is this is another herbert to a situation right now uh, you got a guy coming into the league, absolutely exploding, tossing for a sh- bunch of yards, um, touchdowns, you know, you name it. Uh, and then you got the other guy who is developing, and guess what? He's also from Alabama. But looking this many years into it, um, you know, too, obviously, he, 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 he worked out. Um, yeah. And... Maybe I don't want to necessarily wait four years, but um, maybe, you know, hopefully Bryce Young gets to that point at some point. It's hard with your defense, man. I'll be honest. I, it's kind of been my thing I've been thinking about lately is at some point you got to, if I'm a defensive player on that team, which it does feel like they've got talented defensive players. I, of course, I would call the front office, man. I'd be like, look, I can't do this. Like Brian Burns, like I can't do this. No, I would, and I'm not trying to be, a, be trying to beat you, but it doesn't do you any good as a team to 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 get to keep this guy and and to you know when you've got to develop in the way that it feels like Carolina's got to develop. But uh, we'll see, we'll see. And um, you know, I'm going to start off the podcast rather than going into games. We'll get into get the sack first. Um, and I'll be honest, I'm just so happy about this. It's not even funny. 
I'm so happy for this guy. I'm so happy to just blast this guy right here. Let's because hear I'm going to tell you right now, you know who deserves to get the sack? I've, Sean I've Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton. Sean Payton. And I want no excuses for this guy. I want none. He's coming in here. He's facing this Jets team, a team he mocked all offseason. And he has the team that he chose to be the head coach for. He had a ton of jobs available. He had a ton. You could go on and on and on about the jobs he had available. You know, people want to talk about the charges. Are we sure they'd be better off with Sean Payton on this, uh, as a head coach? Are we sure about that? Are we sure? Are we sure that that Sean Payton isn't just Devin, frankly, just washed? Are we just are we sure he's just not washed? I mean, this this is an embarrassment. This is an embarrassment of a performance. I mean, you cannot sit there and just get dog walked by this Jets team, dog walked by Zach Wilson, and and specifically Nathaniel Hackett out scheming you when you said it was the worst coaching job you've ever seen in yeah. the NFL. That's right. It is egregious. There was another guy that I thought about mentioning, but I don't know. I just wanted to do Sean and just felt like that was the right call. Uh, who's your get the sack here, Devin? Oh, man. Oh, man. I I think you'll like this one. Oh, I'm curious now. Okay. Mac Jones. Get oh, yeah. Here. Get him out of here. Caleb Lynn, you remember when this man was getting drafted, I oh. it was anti-Mac Jones. Yeah, I was like, were. this dude has done nothing but throw bubble screens to Devonta Smith who just runs down the field for 80 yards and gets touchdowns for you all day. Oh, what's that? Who's your second receiver? Jalen effing Waddle? Okay. Like, come <laughs> on, dude. I could have told you Mac Jones was not going to pan out. I, I feel like the entire league could have told you. Why did you take him 15? There's no effing way. I don't care what people are saying that if you drop him in some different situation that he'd be excelling. Okay. All right. The only applicable place that would happen is San Francisco. And that's because you could slot any. That's basically the Bama of freaking offense. Yeah, literally. Okay, you could throw it. You could throw bubble screens all day. Mac Jones would have a freaking field day there. Mm. You could throw a fucking bubble screen. (laughs) Brandon Ayuk, he'd be gone 80 (laughs) yards. Like, come on, dude. Just get him. Get him out of here. He needs to get the sack. You and. You're yeah. lower on him than I am. And I was low on him. You were low on this guy. You were so done with this guy. <laughs> and I, I didn't like him at all. And, and you were just like, no, like this guy. No, it's worse than just I don't like him. It's just he's not anything. He's not worth the investment. And it does feel like that's showing. And I'm not going to sit here. And I think there's a lot of parties to blame for this lack of success. But certainly, I, 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 I'm not a believer in Jones. and. Uh, and this week, this last week, I guess, didn't really prove anything uh, for Mac Jones' favor. Uh, but it didn't really prove for Dak Prescott either. As the 49ers and the Cowboys played each other on Sunday night. Devin, what was supposed to be a great game, a game with, I think, a lot of what people projected as, you know, top top NFC contenders, top Super Bowl contenders. And, I mean, the Niners just... They were like some like transformer. I mean, just some unstoppable. They were like Optimus Prime, you know, facing a human or something. I mean, it's just there was no chance 
that the Niners were going to lose that game. As soon as the game, you could feel it as the game was going the first drive, you were like, holy crap. Yep. Just just the explosiveness of this team. And and for Dallas, I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, just just an embarrassing, embarrassing loss all the way around. I mean, what what I guess, where do you want to go with it? You you're looking at the Cowboys, you looking at the Niners. Where do you where, where do you see the the result affecting the most? So, I mean, to start, I feel like the 49ers just put their foot down. We are the best team in the NFL, right? At this exact moment. And nobody can stop us. Um, defense, offense, it doesn't matter. I feel like that was kind of their signature mark. Um, regardless of how they finish right now, I feel like they they kind of just cemented that at this very moment. Um, but I would rather take more of a Dallas approach, of course, because you know they're the big losers here. I have to ask you a question. Sure. I, think it's, it's, I think it's intriguing. Um, okay. Are we witnessing a Tony Romo 2.0 situation in Dallas right now. Somebody who can do better than average, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Somebody who's had elite stats in some seasons, Mm -hmm. but can never get you to the promised line. Is this the exact same situation we saw with Tony Romo? That's a great question. Um, that that's a great question and great question. And I would I would say yes. I mean, I think what he did in that game, and I'm I, primarily I've always been on the side of, you know, I really really like Dak. You know, I just think Dak's a really nice quarterback. But I, at some point, I just would have figured in this type of game, he would have won by now. I mean, yeah. it's been nine years, and and I just would have figured he'd have won this game, and that that was Romo's issue. It was Romo's issue as well. I think the talent's there on Dallas. That's not my problem. I don't agree with the whole, they don't have enough talent. Um, I think it's part of it is coaching. Part of it's Dak. Part of it's on the deep. Everybody played bad, but yes, I think we're seeing a Tony Romo type of thing going on here for sure. For sure. And I think the problem is Devin, I think the Cowboys and, and to an agree, I very much understand this. It's hard to find a really good quarterback. It's just hard. And I think none of us would sit here and say Dak Prescott is not a starting quarterback in the league. Right. I think we I would agree. all say he's a starting quarterback, a good starting quarterback. Yep. And I think when you make a quarterback change, especially if you're the Cowboys, you have to bank on that guy not only being better, but way better than Dak Prescott. And I it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard business to be in. And that's where the Cowboys are right now, man. And you know, I, I I couldn't believe the way that they performed. I couldn't believe the downfield mistakes constant from Prescott over this Niner secondary, who just to be frank, I don't think it's all that great. I think it's the front seven of this team yep. that's just so dominant that the secondary is just not having to do a ridiculous amount because of the front seven's dominance. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not, I, I really am concerned about Dak here. I'm very, very concerned. I'm concerned about what he's going to do this season. I'm concerned. He's going to throw the 10 interceptions that he says he's not going to throw. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, if I was a Cowboy fan, yeah, I'd be, I'd be, 
I, I mean, I, I, Devin, I think they're the fourth best team in the conference. I think they're the fourth best team in the conference. I, I and I originally thought they could have been the second or even the best team in the conference. And I, yeah. I, uh, I don't think that's the case anymore. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I Cowboys team, man, they, they, I think they're going to bounce back. I don't think they suck, but that's just bad performance. Brock Purdy, man, kind of wheeling and dealing. Uh, I'll just be honest. He's kind of making me eat some crap. Uh, wasn't an eye on this guy. They'll kind of feel a little I, bit. But I mean, at the same it time, he's, he's eating. He's eating. Yeah. He's eating defenses. 182 yards to 208, 252 yards before a touchdown. At some point, you're doing more than just the system quarterback. You just are. Yeah. And I mean, I think when you're looking at a guy like Purdy, I mean, I was putting him in the top 20 on my list. I mean, I moved Brock Purdy into a top 15 quarterback in football. I, mean, I think he's that good right now. And if he plays like that, he plays to that top 10 status, which I believe you have to be in order to win a Super Bowl. This team's going to get there because right now they're just dominating at an insane level. Uh, next up, uh, Jags, Bills, uh, London game. Also early, uh, early tip uh, over there. But uh, the Jaguars make a statement on this Bills team and uh, a Jacksonville team that, you know, look, I think a lot of people had some skepticism of, you know, people were like, when's this team going to come together? Did we push the expectations too far? Uh, did we uh, get fooled by what they did last year to end the season? And Bill's team that came off that great win against Miami. And I mean, I'll be honest, like this, this is the type of win, Devin, that makes people hyped about this Jaguar team. That's a good win. I don't care that it's in London. I don't care. That's a strong, strong win for this Jaguars team and shows you what they could potentially be capable of. Right. And that's the big thing, right? Um, I feel like we've seen this before with the Jaguars. Can they do it consistently? Um, you know, time in and time out, year after year, uh, at least the years that they're taken seriously, they have, you know, one big win, two big wins, and you're like, okay, maybe the Jags can do something. Uh, and then, you know, they <laughs> rattle off like back to back losses. It's like, well, what happened? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. like, it, I just feel like we just need to see consistency. Uh, if if they can roll off, you know, two wins in a row, three wins in a row, right here, um, you know, especially as things start to tighten up towards you know middle mid season, um, I think we could be looking at you know maybe the team that people predicted would be great. Um, mm. I I do agree with you in the sense that I feel like this was a, a confidence game for Trevor Lawrence. Um, his early season struggles were obvious, uh, but you know this is kind of a game that he took over and pretty much did what he wanted with Buffalo defense, which was playing playing quite well the previous mm-hmm. two weeks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I agree. You know, you, you got to put London aside because of the fact that you know this is something teams do every year. Um, I will say they probably did have an advantage in the fact that you know they got to stay in London. For an extra week compared yeah. to Buffalo coming overseas and only being able to spend one week, but uh, it's the professionals, man. Obviously, you got to do what you got to do, um, and the Bills clearly didn't get it done. Um, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, I, here's here's the thing that this game kind of reminded me of, Devin. Like, I mean, you went, you we all went to that Colts Jags game in Week One, and yep. Lawrence was like really shaky, right? He was really shaky at first, and the Colts had times and opportunities to take the lead and, and kind of shut the door. 
And then Lawrence just kind of showed you in the second half, like the, like that's a franchise quarterback. That's no. a franchise quarterback. Even though he was horrible, he was just horrible in the first half of that game. He was incredible in the second half. And to me like that, you know, in a very weird way, he didn't have the turnovers and anything like that. I mean, I know he had the, the, the two fumbles, but in terms of the interceptions and no interceptions, they, this is the type of game that like you want to see. Yeah. 300 yards and 25 and 37 and the run game. I mean, 100 yards for 136 yards for ETN. Like that's, that's, that's going to be sweet for this team if they can get that level of production. The pass game, pass script, Ridley with 100, Kirk with 78. Like when you're scoring 25 and those guys are balling, that's going to be a really, really dangerous thing. And, you know, from the Bills' perspective, I mean, I just, health is my big thing with them, Devin. I mean, yeah. They're just not healthy right now defensively. And I don't know how they're going to fix that. I don't know what they're going to be able to do to really. It's it's just going to be one of those things. I think they're going to have to just kind of. They're going to find out about some guys. That's for sure. Guys that maybe they didn't project to be immediate starters. They might have to play them more. And that could be a good thing for this team to get some more depth. But it'll be interesting to see how much teams really try to pick apart uh, this Bills defense uh, with all the injuries. Uh, next up, probably the ugliest game of the week. Uh, the Ravens and the Steelers, 17 to 10. Um, HQ panicking over this loss. Uh, with the with the Steelers winning 17 to 10. And and you know, I mean, I will be honest and defend HQ and the clan there. I mean, I should have won the game. Should have won the game. They had every chance to win the game. Uh drops, interceptions, turnovers, not able to score inside the five. I mean, the list goes on. Um I mean, this is a very, I, I think, you know, there should be a level of concern here in Baltimore for this team. And if you're Pittsburgh, like, I'm not sure if I'm ready, I'm ready to be like, okay, I'm bought in on Pittsburgh. But I'm also, but that this is the type of script, Devin, they're going to have to play with. I mean, it's just going to have yeah. to be ugly. Yeah. Th- this team's not going to beat you by scoring 30 points. I nope. mean, this is so like, this was probably like the perfect game for Pittsburgh, as weird as it sounds, Devin. I mean, it probably went yeah. the way that it needed to. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, you know, just exactly as you noted, you know, I think this is literally a testament to Mike Tomlin. This team yes. has no passing offense, just non-existent. It has no rushing offense, just absolutely non-existent. <laughs> and yet they are winning games. They are three and two lit. They should be 0 and 5. Yeah. yeah. They should be 0 and 5. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they have such a good defense because Mike Tomlin always knows defense. Uh, and they that defense puts them in positions to win on ridiculous plays. Uh, and to be quite frank, I, I do think this is a game that Baltimore should have won. I think that's obvious. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. held the lead for basically the entire game. They did absolutely nothing in the second half. Um, The offense did nothing. And, you know, can you really blame the Baltimore defense by the end of the game? I mean, they're gassed. Right. Right. Uh, You know, that's... Granted, Marlon Humphreys is older now, but that's just not a play that you normally see happen for Marlon Humphreys just getting absolutely cooked. (laughs) Uh, I think that's just kind of a testament to the fact Defense was on the field for so long in the second half. Um, plus, you know, it doesn't help the Steelers grind away their their own drives. But 
Um, this is an interesting game. Um, one that I'm not even sure how to feel about. I don't even know if I... The injuries are concerning with Baltimore, but I don't know if I could be concerned with Baltimore yet because, like, this is still a really good team. They are still 3-2. and two. They started 3-1. and one. Uh, You know, they have a lot of talent around the board, and I don't know. I, I'm a I'm still a believer in Baltimore. I think it's going to take more for me to kind of instill some disbelief. Uh, you know how these division games go for them. Uh, it's always something tough and gritty. So um, I think I think the next few weeks are definitely key for Baltimore. Yeah, I mean they, they I mean I expect the receiving game to be better and talent wise, I think they're better than what they put out. Um, I'm curious. I mean how they how they respond against Tennessee is another factor in this too. You know, yeah. how are they going to how are they going to respond against the Titans? What are they going to do to get out of the slump and to take advantage of opportunities to score? Um, they're definitely like one of the teams I'm looking forward to watching next week because I just want to see where their response is because we just touched on it. The Titans, they played the Colts. Um, Colts found a way to get it done. Colts kind of. You know, very. I mean, they're frisky right now. They're frisky. I don't know how else to say it. They're a frisky team. Uh, they're they're getting production from a lot of different players. You know, Zach Moss getting a hundred yards. Jonathan Taylor. They're trying to ease him back in. Uh, the Colts have receivers, and that's amazing. Uh, they they that's very amazing. They have a defense that I think has shown a lot of promise. Uh, Devin, uh, but this secondary stinks. Uh, 140 yep. yards, 140 yards with Hopkins. I mean, I get it. That's DeAndre Hopkins, but man, oh man. I mean, Devin, I would do anything. I would do anything to make sure that guy wasn't beating me. I would say Trayvon Wesco, please beat me. Nick Westbrook Akine, please beat me. I agree. I mean, I would go the old Belichick with this team. I just would. I agree. I would say just dominate, like stop. Like st- I, I was tired of seeing the one-on-ones. I mean the Colts. The Colts are a the Colts are a frisky team at three and two, and I I I think Richardson's injury is obviously going to be something to monitor. He's on the IR. Minshew coming in maybe for about the minimum of four weeks. Minimum, man. I mean, there you know a lot to unpack. I guess so. I guess let's start with the Colts. Like you're done. Richardson's out for a handful of weeks. Zach Moss is still running the ball. Jonathan nope. Taylor's coming back. And Gardner Minshew, honestly, like, I'm not going to sit here and say he's better than Anthony Richardson. I'm not going to say that, but he has a better understanding of this offense. And I'll be honest, it's super apparent. Yeah, um, I, I think it is super apparent. Obviously, as you just said, Gardner Minshew is not better than Anthony Richardson. Um, any further information that I'm about to say does not mean anything about that. But as you just said, um, it's very clear he has a grasp of this offense. Um, you know, the minute he comes in, he's able to dish 20-yard dimes like like it's nothing. Like, hey, uh, you know, it's the middle of the second quarter. Anthony Richardson just went it down, and I'm going to call your first play a 20-yard play-action pass. How about you go do it? And he, he always right. does it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I think this is a guy, you know, with, with Minshew, um, he can easily get it done through these four to six weeks that Richardson's out. Um, sure. he, with the way the defense is played, uh, there's no reason to believe that this is 
any hindrance to where the direction the Colts were already going. He's already shown he can win. Um, I feel like um, there's just enough talent overall. And the way the run game is working, um, it really sets Minshew up to have success. I mean, honestly, um, Minshew's a guy that's going to be able to deliver the ball in the right place at the right time. Um, you're not going to go ask him to go sling, you know, 45 passes. Uh, but he's someone who is serviceable, who can win you games, um, especially when you have talent around him. Um, I feel like that's what he doesn't get looked at for his Jags year is there was no talent around him. Mm-hmm. And yet he still had pretty respectable stats. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, doesn't mean he's not, you know, best quarterback in the world here, but um, definitely someone who can take control of this offense and get them wins. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be the key for them, right? And they're also in a weird spot to me, Devin, because, I mean, with no Richardson, my brain, Devin, wants this team to kind of lose. My brain, <laughs> my brain wants to see them get the draft, get the yeah. draft capital. Understandable. You know, and really, and, and build this team. I mean, I'd love to see a corner. I'd yeah, love to see a corner on this was. team, a top corner, or, um, I mean, I'm not as, I mean, I think you could use a receiver, but I don't think it's as apparent, it's as bad as it used to be. And no, I, I just, not. I don't, and I don't think that it's, it's, I don't know if it's like my number one concern now it used to be, but it wasn't originally. I and like I mean, now, yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's really made that what I would call minus a plus. I mean, you're making it average. You're making it okay. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to be in an interesting spot because they've got a schedule that I think could really favor them. You've got the Colts. You've got the, you've got the Jaguars, pardon. Yep. And then you've got two games at home and the Browns and the Saints, which are good defenses. But, I mean, you're right. at home. And then, you know, they got Carolina good defense. But, I mean, right now, they won a game, so I mean, I don't know what to think of them yet. And then you got, and then you got New England. I mean, that those five games, I'm not sitting there being like, oh my gosh, like they're going to get destroyed. Right? They can be competitive. So it's getting a draft, getting high draft pick might not be worth it for this team, or may not even be achieving for this team because of looking at the competition that they're going to play. Um, I, I, I uh, it'll be fascinating to see how they handle the stretch. Um, the Titans, man, the formula's over. The formula's over on this team. You seriously cannot sit here and be like, I want to run Derrick Henry 20 times, 15 times a game (laughs) and expect it to work. And then Ryan Tannehill to be a mediocre to below average starting quarterback. It's the, it's done. It's done. I don't know how else to say it. It's done. You're two and three, you're two and three. And, and, you know, I, we've been doing some Mark offs recently on Linsanity and guess what? I mean, I might mic them off. Let me give you the next four. Let me give you the next four. Ravens in London. Nope. Atlanta. Atlanta. Arthur Smith against Brable. Little revenge game. At yep. Pittsburgh. At Tampa. At Jacksonville. Yeah. Can you tell me where the wins are? Uh, and tough. can you give me zero? Yeah. This, this team might be in a real, real, real tough position. And if I'm the Titans, man, I just... I mean, I got to consider, you know, people are wanting to talk about, right? Uh, Kirk Cousins. What about Tannehill? 
What about Tannehill getting out of town? What about Tannehill? What about moving off Tannehill? If you're, what about the Jets calling in on Tannehill, boss? Yeah. Because, I mean, you've got these young guys you've invested in, right? I mean, I'm not crazy on him, and I know you weren't crazy on him when we did our draft pods in Levis and Wills, but you got to give these guys a chance. Somebody. It's unreal. It's unreal. I don't know. Yeah, no. I agree. The Titans formula is... This isn't going to work anymore. No. This isn't going to work. It's run its course. It's run its course. It's done. Next up, Bengals, Cardinals, um, Cincinnati. Did Burrow just take a bunch of injections or something? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I not necessarily. I mean, I need to see another week of this. I mean, I'm not. I mean, it was a great performance, but I want to see another week of this because this guy was nothing like I saw the week before. He was nothing. The guy uh-huh. was on another planet against the Cardinals. And now, if you want to make the argument that the Cardinals secondary is not that great or whatever, I, I don't give a freaking rip. They competed against it. They competed against almost every team. They're one and four. They beat the Cowboys. They competed against the Giants. It's not like they're getting their the the you know butts kicked every uh-huh. game. Not at all. I mean, the since and the, so I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like you know dismissive of their performance, but. I mean, I don't know what got into this Bengals team. I mean, what the crap? I mean, you know, people want to talk about Jamar Chase at 200 yards, Joe Mixon at 80 yards, 317 yards. But here's the stat to sit here and, you know, explain that Cincinnati Bengals had a day. Trenton Irwin, 10 targets, (laughs) 8 receptions, 60 yards. That right there is how you know the Cincinnati Bengals had a day. Yeah, That right there. Because I don't yeah. know if Trainer, I don't know if Trent Irwin should be playing. I honestly, even as a college football nerd, I don't even know who Trent Irwin is. I'm not Stanford apparently. Apparently, he's from Stanford, and he's like in his mid third, like his mid twenties, like upper to mid twenties. So he's not a young guy. I can't tell you. Even though I shouldn't say anything, I mean I'm 25, but you get. I mean, but it's with the NFL. I mean, it's just it's it's like I it's would NFL, think yeah. Fuck a guy. Yeah. By by the time you're you know mid twenties in the NFL, you should at least be somewhat known if you're you know not like a right. lineman or something. Right. right, right, and they're not. But go ahead, you go ahead. Oh, no, I mean that was literally my literal like talking point: is Burrow back, or is this just the cards being the cards? I have no idea. Um, you know, obviously the Cardinals have been competitive this year, um, and it's not like they weren't competitive in this game. I mean. I agree you know, they, the they score, still scored. Receiving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Bengals had their way with them uh, on offense. And it's like, where has this been all year? Like, <laughs> no kidding. What, what happened to Joe Burrow to be just terrible? Absolutely. Right. I, like, of all of the weeks that he's played, I think the week before this card games was probably the worst. Um, I completely agree. And it just out of nowhere, you're throwing for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, and Jamar Chase is going right. for 200 yards and right. three touchdowns. Like, where did any of this come from? I I, I don't agree. understand. Like, is he getting? Yeah, is he getting calf injections? Like, what is going on? I don't know. I don't get it. But I agree. I, you got to see it again. Like, I have again, to see it again and again and again because, like, yeah, what? What was that? What changed? <laughs> like, what changed? Yes. Um, it makes no sense. Yeah. I I I couldn't believe it. Um, I I mean, I'm in awe by this. I, I just look, 
if their offense plays like this, they're back. Um, they're back. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cardinals are in a rough spot. One and four, three of your next four, three of your next four on the road. You got Rams and Seattle back to back. You got the Ravens at home and you got the Browns on the road. I mean, that's a tough little stretch. Right and they got to pick up one of these games if they're going to try to be competitive. I mean, look, this team had an over under of like four and a half. Yep. I mean, this is one of this projected to be one of the worst teams in football, but you're looking at what they've been competitively. I mean, I. They're not. They're not the worst team. Right. I mean, I test would suggest they're really not in the discussion. I mean, I mean, I get it no. that they've got one game, but like they've been playing a lot better than I think what anyone would have expected, despite yeah. of the records. So it's interesting to see what we get there. Uh, next up, a uh, game that, you know, I, I, the Eagles, man, they've got an answer to everything. It's yeah. like an ops. It's like. Anything that doesn't feel like is going their way, whatever, whatever, we'll figure it out, whatever. 17-14, felt like this game was heading in the Rams' direction, honestly. Playing pretty well. They they had enough plays, Cooper Cup coming back, but not a show. Uh, and I'm, a, I'm still going to give credit to this Rams' defense to hold the Philadelphia Eagles to 23 points. But, I, I mean, Devin, I just think they're one of these teams – they're almost going to have answers to everything on the test. Yeah. You're going to give up something deep, whatever. We got Dallas got it underneath. You're going to take away yeah. our pass, whatever. DeAndre Swift gets 70 yards. You want, you want the, you want to give us, you want to give us a rollout opportunity because you're too concerned. Whatever. Jalen hurts roll out. They've got answers to literally everything. And I just, they're going to be very hard to beat. I mean, at this point you might probably have them as a top three team in football. And I don't think, I don't look at the Rams anything differently. I thought the Rams played pretty good, but just this Eagles team was impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, You know, that's, I think that was marked um, at the national game a few weeks ago that the Eagles were on. Um, Just the fact that, you know, this team has not even come near to being at its peak. And they're still five and zero. Like, if you look at all of the games they've played, like you can tell offensively, like they're not one hundred percent clicking yet, and yet they are still winning games. Right, they are still putting up stats. Jalen Hurts is still having a great year. Like, what is this team going to look like by like week fifteen? Mm. <laughs> like, it's terrifying to think about. Truthfully, and the fact no, that right. them. And the 49ers are in the same conference makes things extra juicy. Um, you know, that's something that definitely would be excited for. Should we see it? I don't know if we will. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you could easily say the Philadelphia or, you know, Philadelphia Eagles top, top two. Yeah. I mean, second. To, yeah. I mean, obviously their record indicates it, but I mean, you know, there's yes. some teams that have a loss that you could say this team's whatever. I, uh, I think the Eagles are number two, and I, it's hard for me to put anybody else above them. I think it's 49ers and Eagles at this very moment. Um, think about that. Think there's, about there's really nothing. Nothing else to say there. They look sharp. No. Uh, next up, KC in Minnesota. Uh, the Chiefs, uh, they travel out to Minneapolis. And oh, I, I mean, this game... 
27-20. I mean, it, this Vikings team just got ragdolled. Strategically ragdolled. Eight minutes into the fourth quarter, you basically did, you didn't have any timeouts. You didn't yeah. have any timeouts. Six you, you basically were going most of the fourth quarter with no timeouts in a game that was, you know, pretty competitive. Yeah. I mean, Andy Reid owned O'Connell from an uh, from a coaching and management standpoint. And, you know, they found a way to get it done. I I mean, particularly the third quarter, I thought that kind of put it on him. You know, throwing to 14. Minnesota tried to get back in it, but I thought it was too late, especially without Jefferson. I, which, you know, Jefferson's now going to be out for a while. See how that affects their 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 team. But I, I, I'll be honest, Devin. I mean, I, I wasn't necessarily too, I don't know what the right word would be. I thought the Chiefs came out and played like they should. Uh, but I'm done with this Vikings team. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. The one and four, I'm done. I'm done. The one yeah. and four, I think, I think they're done. No playoff for me. No nothing for me. What in the world is this team going to be able to do? How is Kirk Cousins going to lead you to victories at this rate? And how is this defense going to do anything? That's the storyline for me because I just don't see a pathway of this team being relevant. And like, I'd no. consider tanking. I'd consider tanking. And I would consider getting Kirk Cousins out of there because, I mean, Devin, like, I mean, you, you're a college guy. You saw Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison. I mean, it didn't matter what they did. They got the ball every time at USC. Yep. And that's a real possibility here. You could bring it to the NFL. Yep. Like, I, I mean, they've got to consider it. They have to consider it because this team is absolutely dog crap. Yeah. And it's a shocking elevation, truthfully. I mean, obviously, that's that's probably the most obvious fact here. The fact that the Minnesota Vikings are one and four and their season is pretty much over. Uh, that was words that, you know, those are words that I didn't think I would say this season. I No, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, there are Super Bowl bounds, but I definitely thought they were a playoff team. I'm pretty right. sure everybody in their right mind thought they were a playoff team. There's no reason not to think so. Huh. Uh, but it just hasn't worked. The defense has not been as good this year. Uh, the offense, just I, I, I don't know. I, I'm speechless. It's like the entire flip uh, script flipped for them, uh, yes. and the fact that instead of winning those close games this last year, uh, they're losing them. And it's not yeah. like they haven't been competitive. That's not the case. They just aren't getting it done in the end. Um, which yeah. is probably one of the toughest ways to be one and four. Truthfully, uh, you can ask yeah. the Cardinals. Uh, it's just difficult. Um, sucks for for you know Vikings fans. I feel for you. Sorry, you have to go through this. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Uh, you got to consider it now. Uh, Kirk Cousins you in his to. final the final year of his contract. You're at one win. You have the chance. And even if you don't, even if you don't get Caleb Williams, even though Caleb Williams makes the most sense, don't get me wrong. Um, there's a guy named Drake May who is absolutely setting the world on fire mm. as well. Mm. Um, whether you believe in him or not, I feel like most people should because he's going scorched earth policy in the ACC. Um, really fun to watch as well. Uh, but regardless, 
it is something that you should consider if you're Minnesota. I mean, it's a tough directive to give to player personnel, but it definitely is. It definitely is. But I mean, you got to do it sometimes for the long-term benefit of the organization. And I feel like that's kind of what they're in right now. They've made some cost cutting moves. So that kind of indicated some things and yeah, I mean, Drake may would do it just as effectively. I, I just, I just don't think cousins can be your guy. And I think you have to move into a new era of Viking football, which really hasn't, which hasn't really existed in, you know, they've kind of been under the cousins era for about five years, five, six years. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, so, and they've seen where it's got five years. Sure. He's Uh, giving solid, solid production, but solid production. I I would agree. I feel like it's, it's at its end. He's a one year rental. Like some teams should take him. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's still a starting quarterback in this league. There's no doubt about that. Uh, it's just maybe that the yeah, obviously at this point he's not your cornerstone anymore. For sure, for sure. Next up, um, the, the the Packers and the Raiders. Um, we'll just go quickly on this. I mean, kind of an ugly game, but the Raiders get it done. I guess my big take, my big question of this game, my big take. I don't want to dive into it too much. Um, my big takeaway from this game loss is I just, I can't believe how bad love played against this defense. Yeah. I would be really concerned. I would be very, very, very concerned and very panicked. And I don't really know where they can go. Um, I'm worried about Jordan love and I don't know if the, I don't know if he's the guy. I mean, this game was not what I wanted to see from him. I mean, it just, it wasn't like, what did you see from this guy in college? What did you see? I mean, you're giving me a nod. I mean, you no. you weren't sold on this guy. I can tell no. you weren't sold on this guy. I was not. I, I thought Jordan Love had, I, I guess the most I can say about it is I thought that he had potential when he came out of the league. But I was right. never sold on Jordan Love by any means. Um, even coming out of Utah State, you know, there's people saying even like the Colts should trade up and get him. I'm like, no, that's that's just not a good idea. Um, yeah. The Packers end up getting him, obviously. Um, I think it's I think it's showing he's had two years to develop um, mm. two years behind Aaron Rodgers. If you're going to play the red shirt card, um, it's not working out, man. The, the The passing numbers are not good. Um, no, they're literally Bryce Young territory here. As yeah. much as it pains me to say that, yeah. Um, and you've sure. been in the league for this is your third year now, right? Um, Bryce Young, you, you know, obviously learning on the fly. Uh, so you know, it's. it's it's tough. I'm not sold on him being the franchise cornerstone at all. Uh, I mean, 55% completion percent. His, his QBR is 42.3 this season. And that is not good. Obviously, that is below average. Um, well below average. Wow. And, wow. You know, interceptions are one thing, but when you literally... Just suck at passing the football. That is oh, a completely different animal. 
completely different animal. So it, it's bad. And you have no direction. You have no other direction. You have to play Jordan Love the entire time. I agree. They don't have a backup. You don't, they don't you have, don't have else. a backup. Nothing else. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's they're, they. Wow. Those stats. I didn't see those. That is incredibly damning. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do about it, but I, man. And I get he had a couple nice games, but that, that was a concern. I mean, even the I nice mean, games. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. The Bears. The yeah, Bears. Yeah. The Bears. He had three touchdowns. Atlanta. He had three touchdowns. They lost one of those games. Yeah, they did. And the Bears are not a hard B. No. Um, and in each of those games, he's only completed it, the first two games that he threw three touchdowns. He completed 56% of his passes um, total. So I get that completion Jeez. percentage isn't everything, but you know, it, it is an indicator of a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, it is. And then lastly, we got the Falcons over the Texans. Falcons go to three and two. Houston goes to two and three. Houston, nice story, right? They've been playing well, been very competitive. Um, but this Falcons team, 300 yards from Ritter. I'm telling you, man. Kyle Pitts and Drake London finally getting the ball. Finally. It's crazy what, what happens. In the world was showcased here in Atlanta. I think I think Desmond Ritter obviously has heard and just got shot on the last four weeks and decided I'm, I'm done with it. it. I'm done with it. And the dude goes out and literally balls out. Like this isn't like he just has like, you know, an average game and throws three touchdowns. No, dude absolutely just scorched. <laughs> like Yeah, he did. Um and, you know, I, 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 I'm not necessarily saying Desmond Ritter is is the you know Falcons' answer here, but um, I think the calls to put Taylor in are just just stop. You know what you're going to get with Taylor. You just know, okay. So you, don't argument, you don't want to see You don't see Heineke at all. I love look. I love Taylor Heineke. I'm not gonna lie. I, I okay. I'm not gonna. Obviously, he's just an average NFL quarterback, sure. and he sure. would, you know, he'd give him a decent chance to win. But in my opinion, like, th- just this is this is Ritter's first year, um, and um, he hasn't necessarily showed me anything to lose the job yet. Of course, sure. he's not been the most fantastic in some ways, sure. uh, but I think he's shown enough that maybe by the end of the year, he could be pretty solid. Maybe that's not the case. Um, maybe he just, you know, fizzles out. Maybe uh, they go into next season and they move on from him. I'm not necessarily saying he's the long-term project here, but in my opinion, I think you just, you just roll with Ritter. Unless it gets terrible. Unless it gets absolutely terrible, you just roll with Ritter. Disagree. I don't care. I know. I, I just, I just, I'm, I don't know. An what answer, do. But what other options do you have? I, 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 <sighs> there's no way Heineke does anything much better than Ritter. There's just no way, in my opinion. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. He doesn't do anything much better. I mean, they just, 
if they got this sustainable, if they got this a lot, I'd be okay with it. I just know it's not realistic. They're winning. And I think this team is going to drive me crazy at the end. Yeah, of the year. absolutely. They're going to drive me crazy because they've absolutely. got such a winnable schedule. They got, they, they got Washington at home, Tampa on the road, Tennessee on the road and Minnesota at home. The Cardinals are on the schedule. The Jets are on the schedule. The Bears are on the schedule. <laughs> They're going to be a team that finishes probably just above 500. Well, that might be wild card. Yeah. Especially, I mean, and what's yeah, hard, like, what's hard, Devin, is it, you could make a case that it's that would make you want to keep Ritter. I know. I could see the team being like, I could see the team saying, well, we got the the wild card, so we'll just keep it. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And I don't know if I, I don't, (laughs) that's what I do. Because here's my thing with Atlanta is, and this is where I just, this is just my personal opinion. Your weakest link can't be quarterback. And that's their weakest link. It is their weakest link. I agree. It's the weakest link by an overwhelming mile. I think their defense is pretty solid. Their offensive line is a really good offensive line. It deserves a really good quarterback. And they've got the weapons. Like, I just. Yeah. I mean, I'll give Dreader a shout out, but I'll be honest. Like, this game made me just think so much. And I mean, truth be told, I mean, Art Smith is a big culprit in this, too. I mean. Yes, he is. 100%. I mean, I know it's obvious, but. 100%. Well, no, I don't think it is, though. I don't think a lot of people are getting on to him as much as they are. They should. I, and I, I agree with you. They should. They should. They because should 100%. At the end of the day, he is the one calling the plays. At yeah. the end of the day, he is the one not utilizing right. Kyle Pitts the way he should be. Or Drake London, who looks like the guy who could break out at any point. Any point. You're not using him the right way. Um, I get it. I'm totally fine with run first teams. That's not my problem. It's just the fact that you're not using I agree. your tools. You're not using yeah, you're not using everything. Make you special. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles, for example. Maybe yeah. that's an unfair comparison, but they have they've had, you know, sure. good running backs. Sure. A great run game with their quarterback. Yes. And they've been able to utilize their weapons in AJ yes. Brown and Devonta Smith. You have Maybe not necessarily the same weapons, but yes. uh, weapons nonetheless. And you are yeah. not using them at all. And I use them. So yep. it's just like, I'm, with I'm you. sure in Atlanta, this is exactly what they talk about like every day. I but, can't even imagine. Yeah. If I was in yeah. the talk show, if I was in the talk show. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, Devin, thanks for coming on. Subbing in for old uh, for Bryce this week. Greatly appreciated. Uh, he'll be back on this coming week. Um, Devin, I just hope your Panthers get better for you. I just show you some direction. We'll get one win optimism. this year. Yeah, yeah, maybe one win somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, I will uh, again. Thank you for listening, and uh, check you out next week.